Hey there, welcome to the GT Youth Podcast. We are so excited that you're stopping by to hear this week's message. If there is any way we can care for you, reach out to us on Instagram at GT Youth. Feel free to take notes and share this with a friend. We hope this message encourages you and builds you up. Anybody taking notes on a Wednesday night? Let me see if you're taking notes on a Wednesday night. Come on, let me see. Like, wave, it, wave your notes up in the air. Okay, okay, let's go. Period, period. Okay, look at y'all. Look at y'all. y'all. Y'all take better notes than me. I love it. That's great. And if you don't take notes on a Wednesday night, what you going to do tonight? You're going to take notes, baby. Also, if you're missing out, if your friends are coming next week but not this week uh, because they don't love you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's just a bad, just a bad joke. Uh, you can send them our podcast at GT Youth. Can you make everybody on our podcast feel welcome tonight? I love it. I love it. There we go. That's a, that's a whole lot of welcome for all our podcast listeners. Uh, if you miss a week, you can jump on our podcast and hear it. Um, or if you just want to rehear kind of what God's been speaking through the through this week, uh, you can also jump on our podcast as well. Um, today we are jumping in a new sermon series. Anybody enjoy the rabbit hole of heaven? Come on, you were here at all for that. Come on, we had crazy conversations. We asked major questions and we had incredible people kind of sharing the word. We dive into some great scripture. Uh, again, you can you can listen to two weeks of that on our podcast if you missed out on that. But today we're leaning into a new conversation. We're, we're starting a new series, which is basically this. It's a collection of talks that we take one topic and we dive into it. And for this month, we've decided to talk to you, to bring you into this idea of going back to the basics. We want to go back to the basics. There's some people in this room that you've just started coming to church. There's a lot of people in this room. You just got saved either this year or last year. Probably like 80% of this room just started their relationship with Jesus within the last two years. And so I just want you to like look around the room. Come on, look to the left, look to the right. Look around, look around, look around, look around. Like we are all figuring this thing out. (laughs) We are all figuring out what it looks like to follow Jesus. If you're in the room and you're like, who the heck is God and what the heck do I got to do with him? I want you to know we are all figuring this out. You don't got to know everything about Jesus. Just got to learn a little bit more every day. Um, And following him is the best adventure you will ever step into in your life. It's a good moment to say amen right there. I just, you know, maybe you don't know about that. It's a good, like, it's the best adventure in the world. You'll do things you never thought you could do. You'll, you'll have relationships and friends that you never thought you'd have. And, and you'd see people differently. You'd see opportunities differently. And so uh, hopefully you dive into this. If you're a first-time guest, we welcome you. If, if you've been here for a few months, um, we want you to know this whole conversation this month is all about jumping back into the basics. It's week one. But if I had a title for tonight's sermon, I want you to write this down. It's Do You Know? the way question mark question mark there's two question marks that's just watching two questions do you know do you know where you're going do you know how to get through this do you know how to get out of here do you know the way and so I want to uh, pray real quick and then we'll dive into a fun conversation so every eye closed every head bowed in this room nobody looking around we're going to pray and then dive into this Holy Spirit we love you we thank you Jesus for who you are, for what you do in our lives. And God, we are just diving into some basics this month, God. I I don't want to be a big tree with tiny roots, God. I want to be deep-rooted in my faith. I want to be deep-rooted in the way that I live life. And so, Holy Spirit, would you teach me, would you guide me to look like you, to love like you, and most importantly, God, to live like you. Come on, if you're in this room with every eye closed, with every head bowed, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Jesus, speak to me. I'm listening. In Jesus' name, everybody says, 
Amen. Amen. I'll be honest. Uh, Tonight is the first night of a Wednesday of the month, the first Wednesday of the month, better said. And we're going to jump into some small groups tonight because we really dedicate the first Wednesday of each month into some small groups. And so I'm excited for you to have a good conversation. But before we do that, I need you to like have the right foundation for this series. Does everybody understand me? Like, I don't want you to jump into the series, back to the basics, and think it's about like a bunch of things you have to do in order to be a Christian. I remember there's a, there's a moment in my life where... Um, I learned a good lesson in the wrong way. And my mom, she owned and was the principal of the school that I grew up in and I graduated from. It was a Christian academy. Um, it wasn't a large school, but it had just enough for me to uh, know a good amount of people, have friends, have a good community. Like it wasn't like 12 cats, but it was like, you know, it was like a good amount of people there. Um, but it was my mom's school. I grew up in it all my life. And I remember my grandmother, because uh, my mom would have to get to the school so early, my grandma would pick me up and she would take me to school every day. And uh, I love when grandma picked me up because when grandma picked me up, we were usually stopping at the store. We were usually going to Walmart. You don't know about this, but we had a place called Bravo. We usually stopped at Bravo. Okay, some of y'all know? Okay, I love it. I love it. Right. There's another spot. You definitely don't know about this. We had another spot called Unidos, and that was like, Bravo was like Puerto Rican, but Unidos was Dominican. And the Dominicans in my city, we just, they just threw down. Uh, now I'm Puerto Rican, but I'm, I'm homies with Dominicans. Like they, were, they just threw down. Every morning we had some good breakfast. And uh, it was just a good time. And I remember around Valentine's Day uh, or within that season, my grandmother would always ask me, she'd be like, Dennis, she's like, and my grandma's like a really cute old lady. Like, you know, just like adorable. Like uh, anybody know uh, Edna from The Incredibles, like the short lady with like the, the short black hair. Like that was my, just Edna, really wrinkly though. That was, that was my grandma. That's how well I'm out. That's what we call her, right? So my grandma, she'd be like, Dennis, like, is there any girls in your life that you have a crush on? And I'm like, well, grandma, Grandma, there's this one girl, and keep in mind, I went to an academy, so it was like elementary through high school, and uh, my mom was the owner of the school, so I was, I stayed for every basketball practice, I stayed for every cheerleading practice, every, so like, I was, I was just hanging out with high schoolers after school all day, because I had to live at the school, basically, and uh, I really love staying at cheerleading practice, I'll just be honest with you, right, and, and so my grandma was like, hey, do you have like any, any crush you want to buy a flower for? She was thinking I was going to say like Amanda from first grade, because I was in first grade, right? And I said, I, I said, grandma, uh, do you know Stephanie? She's like, is there a Stephanie in your class? I'm like, no, uh, Stephanie, the, the cheerleader. She's like, the 11th grader? I said, grandma, I love her, right? You're in first grade, like you just went, and I love her. Can you get me a flower? And then my grandma asked me this wild question. She said, this is weird, she said, is there anyone else you want to get a flower for? I said, wait, Grandma, I got options? <laughs> I said, I said, hold up, Grandma. This is new to me. I thought it was just one gift for one girl because my mom would say one gift for one girl because uh, she was raising me to be a, a, a nice young man who did not outside like that right like I just I just I got one girl I'm faithful to one girl right and I obviously learned come on somebody I'm married talk to me um this is my front row right there let's go and uh I said grandma I, I could get another flower for another girl she's like you get whatever you want it's grandma she's gonna buy it off I said grandma let's go I'm about to get everybody in high school so I remember I pulled up with six flowers I went to six different classrooms and I said miss I'm sorry to interrupt your class but I just and like I'm a little first grader right? I'm like I'm like uh, like chunky little fat boy like I'm just like I'm like like walking and you can like hear my my, my thighs like 
right? Like you could like sit like jelly rolls. Like I was, just, I, I was, I was just chunky little boy. And I'm like, excuse me, miss, I don't mean to interrupt your class, but I have a, a, a flower to give to somebody. And everybody in the classroom was like, hey, yo, like who's this kid bringing a flower for? And I was like, it's for you, Stephanie. And she like stood up and she's like, oh my God, Dennis, you're so cute. Like I was like a little kid. And uh, second grade happens. Grandma say, hey, Dennis, it's, it's time, right? It's time. Let me show you the way, right? It's time. My grandma buys me five more flowers, six more flowers. I go the next year. I'm giving flowers to six different girls uh, in high school. Like, I'm a little elementary kid. I'm in the second grade, and I'm giving flowers to everybody. Third grade comes. My grandma is tradition at this point. Dennis is going to riz up the high schoolers. So I go. I buy flowers for everybody. I say, Grandma, is the budget getting bigger? I got more ladies to give flowers to, right? I finally get to high school. And in my school, when you were in high school, you could go to prom. Uh, if you were in middle school, if you went with somebody who was like older, you knew somebody, you had like friends, like you had motion like that, you could get into prom. And so obviously I was the son of the principal, so I had motion at my school. And so I'm like going around like lunch, I'm going around after school practices, and I asked this girl to prom. And she's like, oh, my God, like, of course, like, she was a senior. She's like, of course I'd go with you. Because they were so used to just, like, all this time, like, oh, my God, like, Dennis, you know, he's just a cute, like, little chunky fat boy. Like, he's just, we'll, we'll, we'll take him anywhere. We'll hang out with him, right? And so one girl says yes. And then I'm used, like, I'm like, all right, I got options. So I go to the next girl. I say, hey, you know, I just, I, and I would do it in such a, like, I would never do a full prom pose. Like, I was just a kid who just, I was just, like, talking to every girl. So I was like, hey, yeah, you trying to go to prom with me? Like, I know everybody wants to go to prom with me. Like, we're laughing. I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, I know you actually like me, so I can't really go to prom with you. And she would laugh, and I'd be like, no. Nah. And it would happen over and over again. And there was one time where I'm asking this girl to go to prom in the eighth grade, and another girl looks at me and says, Wait a minute, he asked me to go to prom with him a week ago. And I said, Grandma, where you at? I, just, I don't know, Grandma, help me. Long story short, I quickly realized in my life that I can shoot my shot, but I probably shouldn't shoot every shot. <laughs> Like, I, I realized in my life, like, it's cool to be bold, but it's not cool to be bold in multiple places to multiple girls. I probably should find one, stick with one, and stay with one. And uh, I, I kind of want you to write down this idea. I, I want to help you understand this a bit better. I need you to understand that you'll never get what you need if you have the wrong goal with God. Like so many people believe, like, oh, because it's God, I can't get it wrong. Like it's God. He's got me. And I want to let you know, shoot your shot. That's cool. I get it. Like go after growing your faith. Go after building a better future. But if you shoot your shot in multiple directions, you will fail miserably. You will hurt yourself and hurt people around you. When I was a kid, it was so cute for me to ask a bunch of girls to be my valentine. But when I got to eighth grade, I realized I could quickly hurt somebody if I throw my heart in multiple directions. And some of us as Christians, we grow up and we, we, like, we just want to get the best out of our relationship with God. So we kind of just throw our shot everywhere. We're, we're like, I, we, we say phrases like this, I just want to grow my faith. I'm not calling y'all, but anybody ever said that before? I just want to grow in my faith. And we, we say things like, I just want to get closer to God. And we put ourselves in a position 
to bring this flower of faith and we say, well, well, God, are you over here? Well, let me, let me see if my faith grows here and then nothing happens. And you go in this direction and say, well, let me see if, if my faith grows here and, and if I jump this way, if I, go, if I go that way. And the Bible gives us a specific direction and instruction on how we actually get better at this thing. I love that we're coming off this series, The Rabbit Hole of Heaven, because look what it says in John 17, 3. It says, and this, everybody say this, and this is the way to have eternal life. Look what it says to know you. Like Jesus, he's praying in this moment and he's looking at God and he's praying in front of people and he says, and this is how I have eternal life. It's by knowing you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, to the one who sent me to earth. He's praying in this third person perspective and he's basically saying, if you want to experience heaven, if you want to experience growth, if you really want to experience this thing called eternal life that does not happen when you die, it happens today when you walk with Jesus. Eternal life doesn't start tomorrow, it starts right now because it's eternal in the present. If you want that, the way you do that is, listen to this, just three words, to know God. Look at how great, the goal is never to grow your faith. The goal is never to pray more. The goal is not for you to read your Bible every single day. I want you to understand this, my friends. The goal of Christianity, please put that up, is to know God. That's the goal. Because we're going to talk about some things this month, and we're going to say, man, this is how you read your Bible, and this is how you pray, and this is how you fast, and this is how you worship. And here, here's the reality. If your goal is to get better at these things, you will miss the entire point. The goal is not to get better at these things. The goal is to know God. And because knowing God is the goal, I get better at these things. Like we flip it around. If I think every day about praying, then I'll know God. It's like, no, just focus on knowing God, and you'll pray more. If I read my Bible every day, then I'll get closer to God and I'll grow my faith. Like, no, all you need to care about is knowing God and it'll make you want to read your Bible more because the goal is not to memorize words on a page. The goal is to know his heart. The goal is not to sing songs loud until you get chills on your arms. The goal is to be connected with God through worship. It's to know God. And here's what's crazy. You've, you've heard like hundreds of people, they go to college and they study to get this degree. And when they finally graduate, they're like, oh, I don't even want to study this no more. I, I Like, oh my God, all, all these things. And I don't even want to go to college anymore and all these things. And I, I got a degree to be a nurse and I don't even want to be a nurse no more. I wasted all my life. And can I let you know, so many people do that with Jesus. It's like, I got to pray more. 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 And then it's like, now that I'm praying more, who the heck is this God I'm praying to anyways? Like, you got the first thing wrong. The first thing is, listen to me, it's to know God. See, Buddhism teaches us that we have to become God. You got to get to this place called nirvana. And once you get to nirvana, then you're going you're gonna to reincarnate. And once you reincarnate, you'll live a good life and, and you'll be lacking nothing and you'll need nothing. And agnosticism and atheism, it forces us to prove God. But the difference with Christianity is not about becoming God or proving God. It's about knowing God. Like, please listen to this. Every religion in the world is about how you get to God. But Christianity is about how God got to you. 
Every religion says, hey, if you want to be like God, go up this ladder and do these things and get to this place. And, and you've got to become a monk and you have to be this and you, you have to get up there and then you can get to God. But Christianity is all about how the ladder was not for you to climb up. The ladder was for God to come down and become this man named Jesus. And again, it's not about us loving him. It's about him loving us and us knowing God. It's us knowing God. Can I let you know that I am more confident because I know him? And if someone could convince you that God is real, someone else could convince you he's not real. But when you know him, can't nobody convince you otherwise. Like knowing about somebody doesn't change your life. Knowing someone can change everything. Like one of my one of my idols is Michael Scott. I love Michael Scott. If you watch The Office, you know like he is he is Steve Carell, greatest actor in the world. I know so much about him. I watched a whole 15 minute video of him sitting with 12 puppies on the floor answering the world's most random questions. I love GQ when they say uh, Chris Hemsworth or whatever his name is, 10 things he can't live without. Like all I, I love watching those videos and I know a lot about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I've seen a lot of movies he's been in. Like I know I know about him and that's never made me any better but I know my best friend. I know Franco Cintron, he, he's, he's changed my life. I know my wife and she's become my safe space. Michael B. Jordan has never been nobody's safe space, the people that know about him, but someone that's my wife that I spend time with, that I take out, that I, that I literally live with, she's become a safe space for me because knowing about somebody it won't do nothing for your life. But knowing somebody, let me just talk to anybody in the room who maybe you want to be in full-time ministry at some point. Like you could name drop all these people you've been in meetings with. You can name drop this preacher you've hung out with. Like that does nothing for your life. Maybe somebody will be impressed for 30 seconds. But can I let you know, when you know Jesus, people look at you and they're not, oh, you know this person, you know that person. You're in this friend group. You're in this green one. Like it's more about, oh, you are different because you know Jesus. I don't want to live a life knowing about people. I want to live a life where I know someone. And the first person I should be getting to know is Jesus. It's Jesus. So I want to help you out. Let me help you out here. I got, I got some diagrams here. I got two. And can you throw up the one that says knowing God? I want you to go ahead and, and, and uh, I want you to kind of get into like this is going to help you so, so much. Take a photo of it. Go ahead. Take a photo of it. Write it down. Just write down each step. It's one, two, three, four, literally from left to right. Knowing God. If you want to know God, step number one is just salvation. It's saying, God, you died for me. You are Lord over my life, and I will follow you until we get to heaven. I'm accepting whatever you call me to. If you want to know God, step one is receiving God. It's salvation right there. Jesus, you died for me. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. We pray that prayer at the end of almost every service, and, and we give you an opportunity. If you've never prayed that prayer, we'll give you an opportunity in just a moment. Number two is prayer. Like, I'd love for you to write this down. Prayer is the anchor to your relationship with Jesus. Like, prayer is everything. I'm, I'm going to draw a line real quick here. You cannot be a Christian if you don't pray. It doesn't work out. I'll say it a different way. You can't follow God if you don't talk to God. It's easy, simple. I'm sorry it's, like, so black and white. Like, it's... Not everything is black and white. There are some things that we're learning and figuring out. But when it comes to prayer, like prayer is a non-negotiable, like I got to talk to you if I'm going to spend eternity with you. And so prayer is something we got to, and prayer is not our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Even though that is a prayer, 
I'm not talking about a prayer. I'm talking about prayer. It's different. Not memorizing prayer. Not, I'm not talking about rosary. That is a prayer. Those are things you can learn and memorize. I'm talking about talking to God. Better. Let me say it this way. Talking with God every day as your day goes by. I'm in my car and I'm driving. I'm like, hey, God, how's your day going? What? what kind of, why would you ever ask God that? Well, when I want to know God, I ask him that. If the goal is prayer, then you'll say, God, uh, strike down the leper and raise the mountain to the fifth degree so that I may know your, your, your hierarchy and, and sovereignty. If prayer is the goal, that's what it'll sound like. But if knowing God is the goal, then the, then the prayer sounds a bit more like, hey, God, is there anything about me that's bothering you lately that I got to change? Is there anything I'm thinking about that maybe doesn't belong in my mind? Is there any people in my life that maybe aren't doing me the best and maybe I need to lead them better instead of following them? Like, is, is, there, is there anything in me that needs to change? If your goal is to know God, your questions and prayers sound a bit different. Next step, I, I really think that after prayer, really getting into some prayer, you got to get into scripture. You just got to know what the heck you're believing, bro. <laughs> Let's make it simple. Like reading the Bible is learning what the heck do I believe and, and what does God say about my life and how should I live my life. And, and when you get into the Bible with other people, it just changes everything. It changes the game. Um, and, and we'll do some Bible plans every so often with certain series we might do in this series. I don't know yet. Um, but you got to get in your word. Like the Bible, people say like basic instructions before leaving earth. Like I, I get it. It's cool, right? But I, I really just believe the Bible is how God speaks to me today. If God's not speaking, and I have to ask whether my Bible's open or not. Because if my Bible's open, my heart is open. Listen to me, if my Bible's closed, I'm pretty sure my heart is also closed. Pretty sure it is. Dive into your Bible. Don't just believe baloney, believe the Bible. I like that. That's fine. After the Bible, you've got this, this last one, but it's not last on the list because it's the least important. It's last because everything from this moment on will make this so much better. Like some of us, we, we try to worship without understanding what God's done through Scripture. Like we try to worship without understanding the character of God. We try to worship without a relationship with God. And we also try to worship without receiving who God wants to be in our lives. Can I just let you know, if you try to do this one, but you don't do these, this one becomes so stale. It's so, it's so nasty. It's just like, it's empty. It's just useless. Like, this one will change your life. I've had moments of worship where I've gone in literally feeling like I'm about to die, lose my life, I'm losing my job, I'm losing my friends. Like, everything is falling apart. And I step into a little bit of this right here, and it changes everything. I've had worship lead me into miracles, but worship means nothing if you don't hear from God. Talk to God and receive God as the Lord of your life. This changes everything, but these three change that. They make it so much better. If you want to know God, just practice these four things right here. You haven't accepted him as your savior? We'll have an opportunity today during small groups. We're going to ask you, where are you at right now? You haven't done that yet? Well, let's do it together. We, we got, we're going to walk with you. We're going to jump in it with you, and then we'll pray. We'll teach you how to read the Bible, this series, and then we're also going to teach you how to lean into some worship. That's if you want to know God. But knowing God is really just like, it's, it's the beginning of a beautiful adventure. Then there's this last part, and I got one minute to do this, so I'm going to rush through this. We'll talk about it in small groups. The last part 
not after you know God, you get to grow in God. And that's where it gets fun. But trying to grow in God without knowing God is just a waste of time. It's like, it's like dating somebody and then getting catfished. It's like, wait, I thought I was doing everything right. It's not, no, you were following a different version of God that you created, like follow the real God, not the one you pretend you understand it. And once you get that first four right and you know God, then you can start living this. And this is so much fun, right? Uh, you are somewhere here right now. Go ahead, throw the next one, the growing in God. Um, you're somewhere here right now. This is literally where you are. Every person in this room, you are either on this screen, this one, this one, or that one. Number one, simple, salvation. You either believe in Jesus or you don't. If you believe in Jesus, hooray. You're on to step number two. If you don't believe in Jesus, this is the best place for you to be on a Wednesday night. We always say this, if you don't believe in God, I'd rather have you doubt God in a room full of people that know him than for you to doubt God in a world where nobody knows him. So you're good. Don't feel like, oh, well, I'm not even on step one. Maybe I just got to balance. Like, no, if you're not on step one, just, just hang out with us. <laughs> we got food every so often. We got games in the bag. We love you. We care about you. Just kind of hang out. We'll figure that part out at some point. But if you do have this already figured out, you've decided, yes, you're on to step number two. In the Bible, it constantly said, be saved and be baptized. Now, you don't need to be baptized to go to heaven. Baptism is not a salvation thing. Baptism is a response to salvation. Does that kind of make sense? I'll say it this way. You know that I'm married because I talk about my wife all the time. But when I go up to the cash register lady, she knows that I'm married without me saying a word because I got a ring on my finger. She knows, oh, I cannot flirt with this dude. And if she does, she, I'm, I'm looking at her weird like, you seen this thing. You know what I'm talking about. People know when they go on my wife's Instagram, they can't slide in her DMs because she got photos of me with my arm around her on her Instagram saying, I love my husband. He is so good looking. He is so, or maybe that's not her caption, but it's what I read when I read her captions. Like they know she's off limits because there is a man in her life. Can I, baptism is you letting the devil know, hey, by the way, I, I, I got a ring. Jesus put a ring on it. Hey, by the way, I'm no, I no longer belong to you, the world. I belong to this person named Jesus. When you get baptized, it's you basically saying, hey, I am sold out. There's no more of me to give to sin no more. There's no more of me to give to these bad things. I'm sold out. So if you're going to say yes to marrying Jesus in heaven, you got to hold your ring up. It's baptism. We like to say it's an outward confession of an inward expression. What happened on the inside? Baptism is me telling everybody on the outside, this is what God's doing in my heart. If you've gotten saved but you haven't gotten baptized, I want to let you know the very next step is baptism. I'm going to step on somebody and so say, what's the point of being in a relationship if you ain't going to tell nobody about it? Is I don't want people in my business. Oh, really? <laughs> you don't want people in your business? They don't have no business. <laughs> like when you're really in love, you don't care who knows. Because if you're really in love, ain't nobody, no matter what they say is going to affect your relationship. And so with Jesus, I'm getting baptized because whether you look at me or not, like it's me and Jesus. He got me. I love him, but it's crazy that he loves me. I'm getting baptized. So, yes, we do believe after you get saved, you get baptized. The very next thing right here is you either be a part of a small group, which everybody in this room, you're in a small group because we do it together. When you get older, you have to join a small group at our church. That's how it works for the, for the older folk. You don't just jump in a small group during service. you got to intentionally sign up for a small group and get connected to a C group. But here's, here's the other option. Because we're already in a small group, so after baptism, I either got to go to a small group or I got to join a serve team. I got to get around some people that make church happen. That do things. If you see somebody with a lanyard, they've made this decision. If you got a lanyard on, you are on this step. 
Maybe some of y'all skip this step, but that's fine. We're going to get back to it. That's fine. We do it every month. That's fine. I got it. <laughs> right? But we go, we, we jump here. If you're on a lane, you're like, you're on this step, blue. And then you start serving. You get accountability. People look at you and say, hey, like, I realize you're cursing on your Instagram. That's not what we do as Christians. And, and they correct you. And sometimes it hurts. And sometimes it's like, hey, you're, you're, your hips are showing a little bit too much on your TikToks. Please stop it. I don't want to see that, right? And we correct you and we practice modesty and like, hey, you listen to, to little baby a little bit too much and you sound like him. And you Puerto Rican. You, don't, you shouldn't be sounding like a little baby, right? And we're walking and we're helping mold you and we're building you and we're serving and we're loving people. And then after that, once you get to that step, it becomes my favorite step in the whole wider world. Where I get to take somebody else do the step one, two, and three that I just went through. It's the best one. Like you, you got to get through one. You got, this is non-negotiable. You, you should be doing this. Like this is the way you let the world know. And you really need to be a part of this for you to really start growing and healing. But once you do one, two, and three, there is nothing that makes life more valuable than walking somebody else through salvation and walking somebody else through baptism and walking somebody else through serving or joining a small group. When you look at people and you say, hey, I would have never imagined I could have done this, but I'm doing it now. I never thought I'd be holding the door and saying, welcome to church. I used to hate church. I used to try to fall asleep in the back of the room. I, I, I had a girlfriend that would come to church. I tried making out with her in, in one of the classrooms, and Pastor Dennis caught me, and I was, it was awkward. But, like, but now I'm here. Like I worship in the front. I, I raise my hands. I'm on the worship team, and, and I'm holding the door, and I'm, I'm checking people in. Like, like it's crazy when you tell somebody that, and they say, oh, I, I kind of want to do that too. There is nothing more encouraging to your faith than getting around some people who are new in the faith. Let me, let me just talk to all my seasoned Christians, everybody who's been in church for more than five years. Everybody, you grew up in church, I'm going to talk to you right now. Let, let. There is nothing better for you and Jesus than for you to get around somebody who just met Jesus. I, this is weird, but the longer we are Christians, the more boring we get. And sometimes the best thing, listen to me, every single person, especially all my young adults in the room, everybody who leads, you've been doing this for a while. The best thing for your faith is to get around somebody who just got saved two weeks ago. Because they're going to be like, oh my God, I love Jesus. And I, and I love Jesus because he woke me up today. And you're going to be like, bro, he woke me up for the last 15 years. What are you talking about? And there's just this excitement with somebody who just got saved. And, and for, for some reason, like when I get around people who just got saved, it makes my faith more genuine and more pure because I get to see theirs. Step number four. I live in step number four. I, 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 this keeps me going for the rest of my life. I got saved. I got baptized. I serve and I've been a part of small groups. But this one is just so good because I get to see that salvation didn't stop with me. But it still works. I see that baptism doesn't just change me and make me sold out, but it works for everybody else, different people of different colors and skin tones and backgrounds and beliefs. And when they meet Jesus, we, we get baptized. And for some reason, we're in the same direction. And I also get to see that serving changes the world, not just my world, but everyone's world when I lead other people through it. 